That man, you just heard of that uh, hour opener introduction, Clint Yates, on the show tomorrow. By the way, Vic, you missed uh, at this point in the show yesterday one of the top 10 funniest moments in show history. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, Anthony was giving Linnell a ride home. So Linnell came over because he was on with Russell, and then Linnell just hung out for a while as he tends to do. Um, just, you know, you're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, I'm just here. I'm like, okay. All right. Cool. You work here. So go ahead. Right. Um, and so Linnell was sitting right in that chair across from, from where you are right now. Uh, and he apparently wants to get in, a, in, a, in an argument with Clinton about the Wizards moving. And Clinton dunked on him on Twitter a couple weeks ago, apparently. And Linnell's still salty about it. And um, so I, he was starting to tell me this. And I will give uh, listeners a behind the scenes now. Um, Linnell did that as we were coming near the end of the segment. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, sometimes you can be a little flexible with the clock. Like we're supposed to break at certain times. As you know, uh, some, some hosts are better at keeping on the clock than others. <laughs> I tend to do an all right job of the thing. Um, but uh, we we're getting near the end and we had a guest next. We had Dave Johnson and I wasn't going to keep the legend Dave Johnson waiting. And so instead of being like, Linnell, we'll settle this later. I just hit him with the, the stinger. Um, just like ended the segment. And the stinger that I had is the one of Clinton and just dunked on him. And I'm not going to lie. It felt great. Uh, I sent that video to Clinton this morning and uh, Clinton also thought it was great. So that I guess, was fun. I got to see this. Uh, if, I would say if you want to, if you want to listen to it, I can send you it or I, I'll show you in the break. Cause okay. I have the video right here on my laptop. Right. But if you're, if you're listening uh, in your car right now or, uh, on the free Odyssey app, as you you know make dinner or whatever you're doing. Um, and again, like g g reminder, um, if you listen to us on the ride home and you like what, what you hear, we are available in your home once you get home. We're not just in the car. Uh, really? Yeah. And no, if you go uh, tell your smart speaker, hey Alexa, hmm. like tune to the Team 980, uh, it'll open up the Odyssey app and and you'll be hearing the show. That's so technology, you, man, it's crazy. You don't even have to like look it up yourself. You can literally tell your smart speaker to do it. Um, so if you're doing that and you want to you want to hear this hilarious moment from yesterday's show, highly recommend uh, going to the Hoffman Show podcast uh, at the six o'clock hour yesterday and checking that out. It was funny. All right. Uh, so the Take Command, speaking of podcasts, Take Command podcast, the pod I do with Logan Paulson each and every uh, week. We now uh, the offseason are two times weekly. And today we did something that I've been threatening Vic to do for a long time which is apply a mathematical statistical model to the job openings. Really? Now, yeah, in true, in true Craig Hoffman fashion, not even Hoffman show, in true Craig Hoffman fashion, I messed up the formulas at one point. We did have to, we did have to fix them. But we did have a fancy spreadsheet on the, on the screen. Which So if you watch the full podcast on YouTube, you can see the fancy spreadsheet um, that we kept that eventually had the right formula in it. Um, I just imagine somebody watching it before I acknowledge to the audience that the math was messed up being like, Hey dude, your math is mathing <laughs> idiot. When, uh, when's the math going to add up? I get it. I tried to use Excel and I failed, but then my friend Hannah bailed me out because she's an Excel wizard. <laughs> anyway, the point is we, and also, uh, in true Hoffman show fashion, the, uh, analytical statistical model was not very advanced. Um, can you imagine if it was and how, how much harder that would have been to do 
on Excel. God, I don't even want to think about that. Part of the reason we didn't make a more advanced model was because I wouldn't have known how to code it. But we took six categories. We took ownership, uh, as in team ownership. We took uh, the draft capital. We took the cap space available. So that was kind of the resources division, but they were two separate scores. And then we had the roster division, which we separated into quarterback and the rest of the roster. And then our sixth kind of bonus uh, category was what we called organizational atmosphere. So that's everything from fan base to facilities to, hey, you have to be the guy that follows Bill Belichick, which we turned out to be not as big of a deal as we thought because we're like, ah, he was kind of terrible the last couple of years and people are kind of ready to get rid of him. So it's not like following Saban at Alabama uh, for whatever poor soul does that. By the way, Dan Lanning uh, going to stay at Oregon. Uh, that was There was a rumor earlier today that he was already in Tuscaloosa. I don't know whether that's true or not, but he's he's not going there to work apparently. Um, and so we, we did that composite ranking. And so the jobs, again, uh, available. Let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Washington, New England, Tennessee, Seattle, Atlanta, Chargers, Panthers. I'm missing one. Uh, Vegas. Those are the eight that are available. Which one would you have guessed was the best? I from the algorithm, just like without right? the algorithm. If oh. you were to like power rank the jobs, I would say Washington. I think Washington is the best. I would have too, but you would have probably guessed it would have been close. Yeah, I would have thought it was close. And what you, what would you think would be like the next couple? Uh, I for some reason am thinking Atlanta only because of the division that they're in, and if you're looking for a coach to have a potential easy way into the to the postseason, yeah, I would say Atlanta. Um, Atlanta actually did all right, but like you would think Seattle would be up there. Oh yeah. Seattle. That um, makes sense. Chargers because of, of Herbert, you'd think. Yeah. Even though I'm just not sold on them, maybe as a team, but maybe the coach can help it. Maybe. Um, I, those are the two that I think a lot of people would have. I can um, see it, yeah. maybe Vic, you just see right through it because the worst job was Carolina. No surprise. No surprise. The Chargers was the second worst. Yeah. And the Seattle was in the bottom half. And it's the kind of thing that it's going to depend on who the coach is for some of this, right? Like when, and the really like the ones that killed those jobs were uh, ownership and the resources. Like the Chargers roster has some studs on it, but it doesn't really have anything else. Um, and they don't have their cap spaces. We we gave two zeros, right? The rankings were supposed to be one through five. But then we decided that David Tepper deserved a zero. And the David Tepper to ownership is what or what David Tepper is to NFL ownership is what the Chargers cap space situation is to cap space. Mm -hmm. They are $35 million over the cap. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. So they don't really have great resources to fix their roster problem. And the roster is not as good as you think outside of Justin Herbert. Um, because you have a bunch of guys that are injured all the time, and half of those dudes aren't even going to be here or be there anyway because they're going to have to cut him to get under the cap. And so that killed that job. And then Seattle, the ownership, which feels like it's good because they've been such a stable franchise, like they're a ticking, I don't say a ticking time bomb, but like there is a clock. And the thing is, we don't know how long that clock is. Because when Paul Allen passed away in 2018, he stipulated in his will 
the trust that I am forming to own my teams, the Seahawks and the Blazers, must sell these teams. That's part of what we want to do here. But there was no time, no deadline given. And everyone kind of thought this would be the year for the Seahawks because I was re- when I was researching this last night, I learned if it, the sale happens after May 2nd, the state of Washington gets 10% of the revenue from the sale because of some licensing whatever that they signed with Paul Allen way back, like 25 years ago. And that that comes home to roost this May. Well, uh, anyone who paid attention to the commander sale knows that there's not an NFL team. They could hit the market tomorrow, and the chances that they're done by May seem pretty slim if they're going to go through an actual real process. Now, Jeff Bezos could just offer $10 billion and get the thing done probably pretty quickly um, and be no skin off his back. Must be nice. But it is a uh, – that ownership – like, they, I think they got a two on a scale of one to five for ownership, which is saying something considering they've been really good. Mm-hmm. But it was really in light. Like, it was funny because we were wrapping up the show. Like, Logan was like, I'm so glad we, like, genuinely was like, I'm so glad we did this. This was such a good idea. It was really enlightening. Like, I learned a lot. And I'm like, you're the smartest person I know. But it shows, like, when you put it on paper, when you really parse it out, like, even Washington, we gave them a decent score. I think we we went a little too heavy initially and we went back into uh, a, a retraction. But, um, we got there eventually on quarterback. Like people would think, like, oh, it's a zero. There's nothing here. But it's like you have the number two pick in a quarterback rich draft. You have the opportunity. That is worth a lot to a head coach if I'm considering it. So Washington wound up being the number one by quite a big margin. It was a really cool exercise. It was fun to do. Um, be really fascinating for people to listen to or watch. So check out the Take Command podcast. The audio, I believe, is up now or is going up any moment. Uh, the video will be up later tonight on 106.7 The Fans' YouTube page. I'll post a clip on my page as well, at Craig Hoffman. All right, when we get back, we will wrap up the show. Uh, This, of course, is The Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's The Hoffman Show. Wrap it up here on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up on the show tomorrow, uh, we got... Clint Yates uh, scheduled to join us because it's a Friday and he's back on Fridays now that we're out of football season. Um, We'll pick the games. Vic, you ready to pick the games? I guess I got to get Anthony's picks too. I'm ready to go. I think you beat me in the one the one week you were here, right? I I don't know. I maybe. Who who could know? Who would who would ever know? I have to go back to the tape. Anthony would know. He keeps the records. But based off of our uh, NFL tiers, I feel like real confident in our picks tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we're clearly geniuses. We've got the whole thing figured out. Yeah. How could how could we possibly feel anything but confident? We will not screw it up. No. Did you bet all your 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 mortgages on us? Yes. Don't do that. There's gambling hotlines. Use them. Um so we got that tomorrow. Um I'm trying to think we we could have news tomorrow. We could have commanders hiring a a front office person. Um, my goal is to try to get someone from Chicago on Ian Cunningham, uh, or like an NFL insider. I, I will not, I will not say the name of the person that I was texting with today, but he is a prominent NFL insider who has been on television a lot as will be apparent by the story. So that narrows it down to someone probably who works for NFL network or ESPN. Um, but I was trying to see if they could come on the show and he goes, 
I'm in the middle of five hours of live TV, so chances are not looking good. Huh. And he's, I was like, oh, that's rough. All right, thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate you getting back to me. And he's like, it's all live, too. No recorded segments. Can't even get up to pee. <laughs> and I was like, that, that's a rough life right there. Yeah. Five hours in the chair. It's like Scott Hansen. I say he does it. Scott Hansen, I mean, secret's out. He doesn't. Scott Hansen has never taken a bathroom break, apparently. I but think I he's think, done it one time one in time? his entire yeah. career. But he, he is allowed to. They just go right. to the games right. and they figure out a way. I mean, he I guess he really can't in like the four o'clock window when there's like three games going. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would that would be rough. But the one o'clock window in the middle of the middle of the third quarter, like, yeah, man, take your break. We aren't we're not gonna need you. That guy is obsessed with football. Obsessed. He seems like he's a little bit nuts. Like I'm not sure Scott Hansen is well. I'm not saying it doesn't suit his him his job well. But he he seems that's a lot of energy, man. That's all I'm saying. But that's why he's so good at his job. Yeah. I mean, got to be a little nuts. Got got to be a little nuts to do this job. <laughs> Look at us. Here we go. Look at us. Uh all right, any other housekeeping items I'm trying to think? Uh tomorrow Wiz, the Wizards play tomorrow? No, they don't. Or they do, but it's – no, they don't. They play Saturday. And then they play the Martin Luther King Day on Monday. So we got no Dave tomorrow. Um, so it's a three-day weekend coming up right for you. It is. Yeah. It's a three-day week. I mean, it's a three-day week for most people. MLK Day on Monday. True. Um, but, yeah, three-day weekend for the show. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday probably. Tuesday or Wednesday. JP uh, Finley was on the show earlier. You missed that. Check the podcast. Um, but he he's – He's like, between what I know and kind of doing some mental math logistics, which is a reporter, I kind of know what he means. It's like, you're told this is about how long certain things might happen or these are when interviews are happening, and then you read the tea leaves from there. So I don't know what exactly he knows, and obviously there's only so much he shared. Uh, sources, et cetera. But he seems to think Wednesday's the day. So we get one more good day of rapid speculation, and then, uh, and then we could have a hire on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully... I would love a hire tomorrow at 401, you know, right when we're just getting on the air. How awesome would that be for us? I mean, do you plan on working the phones like a madman and producing the show live like that, getting all the guests that we need? Uh, checking that. Check that. Nope. Yeah, you wanted you really yeah. wanted about 2:30. Mm. Cuz then we got time. We yeah. got time to prepare. All right. Talk to me out of it. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I'll take it. That uh Got to get, got to get more people listening. That's a good way. Breaking news: nobody matches the radio. Yes, that's what a wise man once told me. I think, or it's just kind of the basic functions of how time and space work. <laughs> Real things. We're not gonna be f- sunk this year. Real people. Five and eleven. Not very good. Said into real microphones. You know the culture is actually damn good. We got a little Vic remix there. Hot mic situation. Yeah, it's on purpose. Yeah, I, I figured as much. You're, you you do things with intent. <laughs> uh, Julian Edelman. Uh, oh, wait, no, that wasn't the Julian Edelman quote that I thought it was. That's funny, but not the quote that I thought it was. Uh, Bill Belichick, obviously, retiring. That is the news of the day. Uh, this is how his press conference started this morning when he announced that. Hey, morning. Hey, morning. Seen as many cameras since we signed Tebow. That's a good line. It's a good one. 
Uh, Tebow had some tweet about basically like that's all I did was sign. Didn't really do a whole lot when he was in New England. Are you looking forward to it? Let's say if Bill Belichick does come to D.C., are you looking forward to these press conferences with these three, four-word answers? One, he's not coming. Two, no, that would be the bane of my existence. Yeah. I hate that so much. It's like him and Pop doing that drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Pop doing it in the in-game interviews, I don't mind because I understand it's protest. Because I think, the, and I agree with the merits of, of what he's protesting. I, I agree that those in-game, in-between quarter interviews are terrible. They don't make coaches do stuff in the middle of a game. That's stupid. Halftime is fine. In-between quarter, we don't need it. That's valuable time to talk to your team. Trying to win the game. Not And those interviews are not good, so it's not even worth it on the media side. Uh, so that's, that's thing one. Uh, but when, thing two is, when they do it in press conferences, when it's like, hey, this is a part of your job, you could just, you know, answer the question. Right. That would be... That'd be very cool. Uh, all right. Apparently, I don't know. You told me this. Was, how long is this? Uh, uh, which one? The Edelman one? The Edelman one. That's like 40-some seconds. Uh, we have time for one, and then we could save the next one for tomorrow. Uh, or we could just save it for tomorrow. Yeah, Good I think tease. we should save it for tomorrow. Uh, very funny Julian Edelman bit. Uh, that's that's tomorrow. Uh, that's our show for today. Yeah. Uh, it's the Hoffman Show, and we'll, we'll see you, you know, tomorrow.